Hi, it's Lynn, your adulting coach. Late last week, GMA reported on the Harvard School of Education study about 18 to 25 year olds who revealed that they're suffering from anxiety and depression. In fact, they're twice as likely as teens to be suffering. And that's why they spend their time on screens. They avoid the feeling and sometimes argue with us, attack us, so that they don't have to approach the difficulties they have in their lives. It, it takes a lot to build a life. So on screens, they feel safe, they accomplish goals, especially if they're playing a game, you know, they go up a level and they find others who like what they like. So they get some, you know, some relationships going. It makes perfect sense, but it doesn't address the root causes identified in the Harvard study. They're worried about financial pressures. They feel like they have a pressure to achieve something, especially getting a job. 58% reported that they didn't find meaning in the work that they were doing. And maybe this uncertain world that we live in, which is so much more evident now through social media and news reporting, is really scaring them. And they don't know what to do with that. We haven't taught ourselves how to manage these struggles. In addition, racism and discrimination, mm, we've seen discrimination against our children with divergent brains, adverse childhood experiences in school maybe, community violence, gun violence, climate change, the opioid epidemic, these are all available Reports on this are all available in their newsfeed and on social media. So it makes sense that they're afraid because social media can amplify the bullying and decrease their willingness to go and do outside activities and invite social comparison. You know, I'm not as far along as my peers at school are. How do we address this? We prioritize our mental health. We say this matters and we're gonna take care of it. We're gonna figure this out. The good news is that this, our, that generation, this generation of our graduates is more aware of what's happening psychologically and they just may be the ones that break the stigmas around mental health practices. So we need to ask ourselves, if we're going to lead the way and help the best that we know how, we wanna ask ourselves, when do we feel anxious and depressed? And where does it show up in our life and parenting? Because they didn't cover it in this study, but in the teen study, they showed that the parents and the teens are enmeshed. In other words, when the teens are depressed, the adults are more likely to be and vice versa. I believe that also applies to our graduates. And then it also, the study didn't speak specifically to autistic young adults, but we know from our own experience that anxiety just is part of the package and depression can happen when they get into one of those dips, when their thoughts 
tend to ruminate about how they are not good enough. They're putting themselves one down. And then sometimes we see them putting themselves one up. Grandiosity, when they're talking to us, well, I'm better than you are. Neither one is effective strategy to really getting done what they want to do to build their life. We need to come together and look at each other squarely at our with using our our wise adult to talk things through and the talking is the first thing to build a strong mental foundation together because relationally we matter together it we're not we're not individuals in our family um, we're not just individuals we are also interdependent in our families so the first strategy is always to talk to each other. The, the third, the second, third, and fourth are to make sure we get enough rest, we have enough good times together, and we have a routine that supports our mental health. They've also suggested in the studies that service, adding something to someone else's life helps. And that can just mean doing service for each other. It doesn't have to be dishing out food in the soup kitchen. Now that's not a bad idea sometimes. And we advocate at the Art of Adulting practicing coping skills side by side. It says, hey, we're in this together. We're both humans. We both face these um, mental health challenges. They've been around since the beginning of man and now it's okay to talk about them and to figure them out together. That's where we listen and don't fix. You know, that first, um, what happened in my house yesterday was one of my graduates was let go. He, um, they'd missed getting to work on time three times in a row, and they were dismissed from their job. When I first heard that, I got this whoosh of, oh, no. And then that was the first strike. Then the second strike was in my head. Oh, now what are we going to do? So I can't prevent that first strike. That is involuntary. That's what happens when my nervous system kicks in. Now that I'm up here though, and it, it's a delay. First it's just automatic. Then there's a delay up into my prefrontal cortex. What are we gonna do now? I sometimes leap to fixing. Well, you need to apply for more jobs or let's talk to this person or let's talk to that person or maybe we need to get you to a specialist in all of that. So I want to really emphasize that the first thing to do is to listen before we start the fixing piece. So we listen until they feel heard and then we make a statement. I have some ideas that I'd like to share with you, period. And if they give us consent, yeah, let me know what they are that's when we can start the collaborative problem solving because we can't fix this. This is not our job anymore, nor do we want to because we want them to practice outsmarting these struggles themselves so that when our runway is up, they are prepared to handle life on their own. Learning together helps us walk together, helps us more, helps us form a better stronger connection. And isn't that really what we all want with our kids? 
and with our graduates. I just love them so much. I, I want them to know that I love them and I want to be there for them and I want us to work things through together. Because frankly, I've seen what's happened to my folks and I know I'm gonna maybe be more dependent on them as I get older. So I'd sure like them to understand that I, you know, how the, I'd like us to have a common approach to all of these challenges in life. That's what we do inside the art of adulting. It's just three things. First, we start with our strengths. That helps us access that wise adult. Then we determine what we want in our lives, and that's where we look at the 10 domains and decide what's next and what we're willing to do. And the third part is the seven habits that outsmart struggles. There's a lot to learn there because there's a lot of skills that can help us through this. So let's do this together. I hope you'll join me there in the art of adulting. Bye for now.